everybody. <laughs> Who is this person? It's Audrey <laughs> and I'm here to play my role as host slash MC extraordinaire for Fatty, uh, for Tim. And the question that we have today is, um, uh, how did you get the idea to start Colony? And um, if you could just tell us more about the whole process, yeah, the whole process of how you conceptualized Colony and how you decided to start it. And then what do you, what, how you started it. Go! <laughs> Keep it within five minutes, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I have quite a traditional view of business. I, I like to, when I look at businesses, right, uh, my, my preference is to, to go for a business where it's very easy to understand how you're going to make money. You know, so, you know, it's very easy to see, like, what the business is about, where revenue is going to come from, and, you know, your costs, and then, you know, goes all the way bottom line to your profits. Um, you know, for, for that reason, you know, I, uh, you know, I, my preference is not to build the kind of business where, you know, you raise money, and after that you, you, you spend that money in growing a user base or acquiring more users, and then you raise even more money, and then grow more users, and, and things like that, right? So, so for that reason, I've, I've actually, and literally, I've actually told some of our own investors at Colony that, um, you know, I I may never build a unicorn or like a, a billion dollar kind kind of company. Ooh, I see some shit there. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Is it me? Is it getting hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. I don't mean that. You know, I just say I'll never be able to do it because you know that's not my my preference. I don't say sure, that. Sure. Uh, I have sure. friends who are building unicorns, okay? I still want to keep them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's just not my, my preference, right? So and and that 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 model works, right? So you know, I'll, I'll never be able to build like a, a, a an Uber or a Grab or a Gojek or anything like that. Um you know, um, and, and that, that that approach has worked very well for, for for many, many people. Like a lot of people have made like an enormous amount of money from doing these kind of things, right? Um but for me, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just my risk appetite. I, I like businesses that where maybe we don't grow as much, but, you know, try to make money um, and and organically grow or raise a bit of money along the way, but, you know, grow well, grow, grow moderately. Uh. Yeah. Mm. So? So sorry. So for that reason, I may never be a billionaire. Okay. So then how do you come and call me? Yeah. So, okay. So the first time I came across... Um, the co-working model, right? I was actually in Jakarta and then one of my friends uh, brought me to see a co-working space that he just opened. And I thought, okay, you know, and then he, he told me, when I went there, you know, um, he I remember him telling me, it's like, you know, you know, this whole co-working concept was made popular by WeWork, you know, and it's about creating an, a space where people could, uh, startups and freelancers could, you know, work together and then build networks and collaborate and and stuff like that, right? So, and, and then build a community, right? And, you know, when I, when, I, when I saw that, I thought it was quite interesting um, because it was an industry that a lot of investors seem to be very interested in because, you know, it's thought that it was going to change real estate or, or disrupt real estate. So, you know, so I quite liked it. And I also liked that it was very simple. You know, it's very easy to understand how you're going to make money. You just rent a space and after that you, you renovate it and then you, you rent, you break it into small, small little pieces and then you, you rent each piece out separately, right? I mean, in a very raw point of view. So, so I like that. Um, you know, but, but the other thing, but the thing that I, I didn't quite resonate with was, 
was the whole mission, right? So, um, most co-working spaces out there um, follow or, or emulate WeWork, right? The largest co-working space uh, in the world, right? So, they emulate them in the, in the sense of, of what they stand for and in marketing. So, they also, you know, co-working spaces generally talk about how, you know, it's about building communities and networking and all this kind of stuff, right? And, and that really didn't resonate with me because for me, you know, for me, like, I, I want to do something that was, that was just different. Shut up, I don't do you with you. <laughs> Again, we are very friendly with all, all the other co-working spaces out there, okay? Mind you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's basically it's not something I want to do for, go for, right? Because um, the other thing that, okay, so the other thing beyond this, the simplicity of this business model that I look for in a business was is also like, um, you know, what kind of purpose, what kind of purpose do we do we stand for, right? So so this is when really like in, in my previous company I was like doing advertising, and you know I, I felt I was reasonably good at it. You know I was I'm quite creative when it comes to creating ideas. I was good at servicing clients and 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 things like that, right? But the one thing, um, I I felt like, I I the one thing that I I felt really hit me one day was was that you know nobody actually really thanks me for doing a good ad or anything nobody comes and say wow tim that was a damn good ad thank you the world is different or society has changed because of you it does and it's not just you right huh it's not just you right i mean like like you know <laughs> i mean now no, you're no. trying to make me say i uh, throw <laughs> shit on advertising people what the hell no i mean like in, in terms of every it's like that la. advertising yeah. is like that la. yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i mean it's like like nobody, <laughs> nobody loves advertising, you know, like, you know, we, we kind of need advertising, but nobody loves advertising, you know, and, and for a while, I, I tried to convince myself that, hey, okay, la, maybe we don't really, you know, we don't have to do what we love, or we don't have to love what we do, right? So, um, I tried to convince myself that, and, and one day, one day what happened was, um, I, I had a friend, right, and, and this friend of mine is, is an insurance agent, and so I was in a car, stuck in a traffic jam with him and now I was asking him like you know why do you do what you do you know do, do you like what you do does it make you happy and why do you do it and he said yes I love what I do and I asked him why and he told me this story he said you know Tim one day I had this client right and this client passed away and when he passed away I, I went to his family and in my hand I held a check from his life insurance and I gave it to his family and the way their faces light lit up right it's, it was like, you know, there they were going through one of the most difficult moments of their lives. And, you know, they had many worries, not just about what to do with the funeral and, and stuff like that, but planning all these things, but, but also like, you know, their, their short to medium term financial obligations, right? And, and that check managed to totally alleviate that, the part about, you know, the financial part of their concerns and you know they could actually afford to just really focus on, on mourning for 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 this this person that they lost around right so so then he told me the story and he's like so that that's why I do what I do that's why I love what I do that's why what I do has so much meaning you know I actually help change mm. people's lives mm. and when I was, when I heard that I was like what the fuck am I doing with my life you posting another ad here and there you know <laughs> so so anyway yeah okay so I digress, I digress. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, you know, I promised myself that whatever business I went into next, I wanted to, to change something in, in a positive way, right? And, 
and for me like um you know the traditional co-working space um pitch of how it changes you know helping startups or freelancers kind of like um you know network and and build graded things and all that um it didn't it didn't resonate with me so much because it's like you know we kind of address the needs of like one or two percent of the population rather than the remaining 98 percent right so so then the whole idea came to me one day when i was training for my full marathon like a few years back and and i remember i was in the morning i was running around klcc park right and and i was watching as it was a weekday morning and I was watching a lot of people coming out of the LRT or the car parks and walking to their office blocks. And as I looked at everyone's faces, it hit me that actually like people look pretty sad. Like like I mean nobody was like skipping to work la, or or okay, not even skipping la, but nobody seemed to be really smiling or or you know, even had their head up and walking to work. You know, everyone kinda like looked down as they walked or was looking at their phones, it kinda looked a bit um, you know, zombie ish. And and that's when it hit me. It hit me that in the past two decades, our lifestyles has changed so much for the better, right? We we used to have maybe just coffee at Starbucks. Now we have a lot of different types of coffee in, um, you know, in different cafes. We used to, you know, we have a lot of variety when it comes to shopping. You know, we used to have just Parkson, maybe Isitan. Um, now we have like Zara, Uniqlo, you know, um, H&M and a lot of other like indie brands. Um, we also are a lot more well-traveled, you know, air travel has gotten a lot cheaper, so we travel a lot more to different places. We we also expect a higher standard of service everywhere we go. When you go to a restaurant or hotel, um, if you go to a shop, right, and you want to buy something, and if nobody, if the sales guy or sales girl doesn't pay attention to you, within like 30 seconds, you, you just walk out and buy it from somewhere else. So, so yeah, you know, but, but the one thing that hasn't changed about work in the past two decades, right, is, is the experience of work. Offices still feel the same. It's just you know, uh, a place with white fluorescent lights, with carpets, um, typical office kind of ceilings, um, and and like cubicles all around. Mm. You know, and and the only change that that technology has brought to work right is change on how to make us more productive, how to squeeze more output out of you know its employees, right? You know things like you know Dropbox or spreadsheets or things like that but there hasn't been much change when it comes to changing the experience of work or, or making people happier at work and so this might hit me it hit me that okay you know what if we can do that what if i could build you know the office of the future you know where people would love to go to work where they spend five days out of seven days a week all right and and then i thought about okay what kind of places that i that people would like work at and and I thought okay you know maybe people would like to work I mean I, I thought about places where I I'm most happy at and I always think about like you know going on holidays in resorts or staycations where you know you go to like the St. Regis and you know it's, it's very beautiful very luxurious and you have a concierge or a butler that takes care of you um, whatever you need and I thought wow what if you could replicate this what if I could bring like St. Regis to the office and and that's why we came up with the idea of colony, and so if you if you look at colony, right, it's uh, we we it's not like we're it's not like we have no community events. We do have community events, although they're more, um, you know, pull rather than push. But if you look at the colony experience, it's we we replicate the the hotel the five star hotel experience as best as we can. You know, it looks like a hotel. Um, although we 
we'll try to make it a bit more not so intimidating not too conservative a bit more fun uh, thanks uh, and we do it you know with little risks that we take on the design like you know Audrey likes to throw some pink around the offices here and there uh, yeah and you know uh, and all colonies have like a concierge where you know you have, you have a team that takes care of you you know and, and serve whatever you need so yeah you know um, so that's how we came across with the whole concept of colony so the, the end result is you know, kind of kind of served our purpose like it's you know it has a mission of wanting to change the experience of work addressing like the 98% of the population rather than the 2% um, it has you know we we also ended up with a like a very different product than a than other co-working spaces where you know it looks different we focus on different things you know it's not about community but it's about hospitality um, you know it's it's also about privacy and things like that so so for that reason I think you know we've managed to kind of like carve out uh, a particular niche in the market and you know seem to have done better than I expected lah. Um, and but in all fairness it's not like we totally executed everything superbly I think you know yes you know I mean I'm I, I'm blessed with this wonderful team that that does a fantastic job, lah, you know, so, you know, like service levels are very high. If you look at the Google reviews of Colony everywhere, um, generally people are very, very happy um, and, you know, the, they praise the service and the hospitality a lot, um, you know, but still every now and then we have lapses, every now and then we mess up, every now and then we, we you know, we, we kind of screw up lah, and, you know, we kind of, um, you know, have to kind of like learn from our mistakes and then pick up after ourselves and do a better job so so yeah you know so I, I I don't think we're gonna end up with a unicorn necessarily <laughs> and honestly it is something my investors know um, but you know my dream is is to build just a very profitable company uh. yeah okay mm. anything else you want to add? no uh, I think we're good does this answer your question? it's not my question <laughs> okay okay <laughs> okay guys so I guess um, that's it and um, and this this is that's it for our second podcast. Now, um, to be honest, last week when we first started the, our first podcast, right? I I wasn't sure whether we're gonna do another one or not. Um, but you know, I was quite encouraged by all the great comments you guys gave me. Um, and more importantly, gave my dear wife here. She got a lot of that praise as well. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um. Yeah, so you know, encourage me to do to do another one, and um, but you know, so I'm I'm gonna do it. I, I'm I've done the second one, but just to manage manage expectations, I don't know how long this is gonna go on for. <laughs> like I'll do I'll do I'll do here and there until you know one day you'll see me just completely stop doing it. Okay, okay. so if you guys have any more questions for him, you can leave him a message at. Uh, Cynthia. Okay, yeah, yeah, find him on Instagram and all that. You guys should know. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, um, there are still a lot of questions from the previous... Oh, okay, okay. Don't leave pull, any more questions then. Four that we haven't really answered yet. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Okay, see you guys. Thank you for listening. Right, have a great day.